This is so much fun. I love this. All right. So this is the Understanding of Man podcast. And I want to thank you guys so much for joining. Please continue to tune in, like, and share. You can follow us on all platforms at Elam B. King, all podcast flat platforms, and all social media platforms as well. We are having uh, a pretty great time here. And I, I am in Detroit, Michigan, y'all. Let me tell you something. The amount of pollen that has been floating around in the air, I have never seen something like this before, right? So let me tell you something, and we're going to jump in for a second, but I had a chance to go do the Motown thing yesterday, right? So I I really learned some things. You know, there's a lot. I don't want to make myself look bad and get my black card pulled but there was like a couple of people that i didn't know that was motown that were our motown don't, so you don't know say marvin Gaye. Not, nah, I, <laughs> come on Oh my gosh! Might be my biological father. Which Marvin might, that's real. Um, But the museum was super cool, um, and it just gave it maybe was thirty, forty-five minutes. And I don't do museums and tours or whatever too often, but I went on in there, and it was it was dope. So uh, thank y'all for having. Uh, just Motown, and I learned where Motown came from with the mo- motor Motown, and it. Yeah. I, like I sound stupid right now like to them. Man. They got I, they got cars down south, right? I'm like yesterday years <laughs> old, knowing all about that. But okay, so we're gonna um, dive on it. Hey, listen, I don't feel bad that I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> But anyway, but uh, thank you guys again so much for joining. Uh, of course, we this is part two. So if you don't know part one, you're going to have to go back and listen to it as we were having an, a conversation about just men being faithful and some of the challenges that we go through in that space. And so I have opportunity of having uh, Marvin Cotton here. I also have Dr. Eddie Connor here. And so they're just coming off of just dropping knowledge earlier today for a couple of hours to people. And they had a chance to stop by uh, the Understanding of Man podcast and just drop a little knowledge. And so we have a Father's Day around the corner, and I want to talk about that really quickly because I got something to say about that, okay? I got something to say. Listen, today is like what, like the 9th or 10th, all right? And I have something to say because I feel some type of way. I have seen one Father's Day commercial. Wow. I haven't seen one. One. And, and was it a father that put the commercial out? <laughs> <laughs> then, then there's that, right? So you're talking about, I, I feel some type of way about that, right? And so in my... Well, I was jer- thinking about starting a gift registry for fathers. I, I was going to put it out there on social dude, media because I kind of had some things that I want. It made me so feel want- like something, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like it just, I and <sighs> before I go there, because that's just, that, I'm going to say real quickly, that's a gripe that I got. And it's almost as if, I, and I did some stats last year. And do you know Father's Day is like holiday number 11? Yeah. We're behind Halloween, y'all. <laughs> well, maybe for Halloween, if you, you know dress up as fathers, you got, maybe wow. we could just hijack Halloween. I mean, <laughs> you got, it goes Christmas and Thanksgiving. They're like one and two, right? Then you got Mother's Day. Okay, that's cool. Halloween's next. No, it goes Valentine's Day, then Halloween. And like, I think even St. Patrick's Day got us beat or something wow. like that. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And it, yeah, and I'm, 
I'm going to talk about a little bit of that later on, but I want to say this, uh, Dr. Connor, uh, in your book, um, you know, you're, you're speaking about certain things, um, in, in regard to the basics of men. Right. And I want to say that part of the basics of me as a man is that was what was taught to me is not sharing my feelings. Mm -hmm. What was taught to me is to don't cry. Yep. You know, don't act like a girl. Um, if I share my emotions, I'm less than a man. Mm-hmm. If I'm not able to provide, I'm less than a man. And so we had the baby boomers who were absolutely amazing who had that to pass that on to us, right? And then we've kind of passed that on. But right about now, there's been a little shift that started to happen. And so I wanna ask you regarding inside of your book and talking about being a faithful man, I know that there's maybe there's a chapter that you spoke about, maybe some basics or whatever, but I need your help in understanding, you know, some of the things that we were taught and how, or, or, or do you, how do you speak towards us kind of transitioning out of some of those spaces, those traumas that we have of, of moving from what we were taught that it, this is what a man is, mm. but we're now learning that might be a little bit different. What are your thoughts about that? That's a great, great question, because you think about masculinity, it oftentimes is the prefix of what is pronounced as mask, you know, and we mask ourselves behind our money, our Mercedes phone book full of ladies, all of those things to to try to puff up ourselves and our machismo because masculinity becomes so performative. Mm -hmm. Uh, And as we're coming out of a pandemic, we're still in a mandemic. And I say that. Oh, see, told y'all. (laughs) <laughs> job about them dolomite drops. Good. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I say that because us as men, we're, we're struggling. You talk about mental health and, and that and we're glad we're talking about that space, but you can't spell mental health without men heal. And you think about it, mm-hmm. 84 men a week take their own life. 75% of all suicides are committed by men. Mm-hmm. Uh, men, are, we are one of the ones who are least likely uh, to go visit the doctor, much less ask for help, mm-hmm. much less go to therapy. Right. And so when you think about being faithful, when you think about being committed, I think a faithful man is one who is emotionally intelligent. He's he's secure. He's a mature man. He's one who thinks intelligently right. and not just acts impulsively. Right. Yeah. I think that's where we are. <sighs> I told you. He does the little dolomite thing. I told you. <laughs> um, and so I, I appreciate you sharing that in, in these this this machismo, but moving that that ball forward sometimes inside of that it's it's almost like machismo would be more of as if we're always supposed to know as as if we're always supposed to have the answers right right, right. but sometimes as men as fathers we we don't know mm. right and so i want to want to ask a question to uh marvin cotton regarding uh you know just taking what dr connor just said about okay you always do know as a father you know that's what that's what it's it's stated as as men we're just supposed to know and and move the the ball forward right but what about when we don't know well um you know i i grew up in a world where uh, i was raised by a single mother i didn't i didn't have a father um but the world was telling me that a man is supposed to do this a father is supposed to be this all of the shows that i watched on tv had a father right um, but I didn't have a father in the same house that I watched the shows on. Okay. Um, so 
you know, that's a conflict in and of itself. And just because you see it on TV don't mean you know how to be a father. Okay. We know that's something that's passed down because bad fatherhood is passed down as well. Oh. You know, stop crying. Um, uh, shut up. Don't ask no questions. Come on. Do what I say. Not as I um, do. Absolutely. So <laughs> those things are passed down from mouth to ear. Right. From father to son. Right. Uh, from generation to generation. And, you know, um, um, sometimes we don't know how to be a father. I learned how to be a father in reverse. Talk about that real quick, okay? That's... I, just, I just did all the opposite things that my father, uh, you know, so if my father wasn't present, I made sure that I was. Okay. I spent 20 years in prison, but I stayed on the phone with my daughter every day. Okay. Um, he didn't give me any jewels. He didn't teach me anything, so I overtaught my daughter, if that makes sense. Okay. So I just did everything in reverse. He showed no interest. I showed a lot of interest. Oh. So he taught me. Um, in reverse, he didn't know that he was teaching me. Um, and fortunately, I was able to kind of take that. Um, I was I was able to kind of learn in that way okay. because all of us don't learn that way. Sometimes you, we do exactly what we see. I was going to say, was there somebody that, that influenced you to, uh, uh, besides your father doing and you're doing the reverse? What what you just said? I'm just this is what I'm going to do. Did somebody give you that idea? Because I, I see that very often. And I'm wondering, is it just instinctual? You just automatically say, I'm just going to do the opposite of oh, no. what I didn't like. Well, well, I learned that I was doing the opposite later. Okay. Now, I was doing the opposite without being conscious or okay. aware of what I was doing. But in my reflection time and sitting back in prison and kind of going through my mind and going through um, my relationships, right. um, you know, um, forgiving, going through the process of forgiving my father, um, and going through the process of making sure that my daughter forgave me, okay. even though I was operating with her differently than my father did with with, with me. Okay. So I became aware of that much, much later, but I always operated differently than him. Dr. Connor, with the conference that you have coming up, talk to us, or can you give us a little prelim or whatever, or what spaces inside of your conference might address or help men just establish maybe a, a bigger level of emotional intelligence or kind of deal with the traumas that they that they dealt with? Are there any spaces that they can, if you had to speak to the audience and, and maybe some of the men that are out there and people just coming to the event, gathering information that can help them walk through these traumas. What what are your thoughts about that? Without a doubt, we have space and place and uh, time in the conference to talk about purpose, identity, and relationships. And when you think even about a man's identity, it is wrapped up in his father, mm -hmm. whether he was there or not. Mm -hmm. You know, when a man is looking at it in the mirror, he's really looking at the reflection of, uh, especially if his father's standing there, what he will become. Mm -hmm. uh, but oftentimes we don't get a picture of our future simply because our future is, is, is bleak and is, is, is not there in front of us. And right. so uh, for me, even I had to forgive a father who never gave me an apology, not ever coming to mm -hmm. visit me one day in the hospital, mm -hmm. you know, vexed with cancer. And so uh, I think for us to really walk in the power of our identity, uh, specifically speaking with the Access Identity Conference, we have to uh, target, we have to look at all the things that we have to mitigate and deal with if we're actually going to uh, walk into our future, right. we got to heal from the pain of the past. Right. And so we have to address it, we have to identify it if we're going to step into our identity. Uh, doc, Dr. Eddie Connor, just, he just really pointed out a key right. that people can use. Um, if you can't forgive someone that's not cooperating with you in that process, 
you're not going to grow. Because he said his father never visited him in the hospital um, while, according to the doctors, you were dying in the hospital. Mm -hmm. Well, I was sentenced to a life uh, life sentence in prison. Mm -hmm. I was dying in prison, and my father didn't come visit me. Mm -hmm. Now, although he had never been around, you know, he was abusive um, Mm -hmm. to my mother. Mm -hmm. He was not a good person or a good father in my life. I still had to forgive him. So that's a key to breaking the gravitational pull that's pulling you in the opposite direction. If you can't forgive or go through that process without someone cooperating with you in that process, you're stunting, you're stunting your own growth. Mm. And that's, that, that is a, uh, I know this time of year, that is something that's a sore spot. Um, I, I wonder if that has anything to, to do with the reflection of how fathers are represented in the media. Right. Uh, You know, in the beginning of our conversation, I I started off talking about, you know, that I've only seen one commercial. Right. So what type of message sometimes does that send? Right. That, you know, do we matter? Well, it it depends on how much credence we put into what the media say. Right. You know, you know, we're fathers, whether we get the press or not. Right. You know, uh, we're fathers. Our our fatherhood is expressed in the way that our children um, operate in the community, whether we get a commercial or not. Right. So, you know, but in today's society, we we do we do care about those things. You know, mothers are um, they get a lot of press Mm -hmm. and that's beautiful. Mothers deserve a lot of press. Um, but we can't be the opposite end of that spectrum um, <laughs> at the same time. But but the whole goal of being a good father, um, the job of being a good father is to put yourself out of business. I, I just, <laughs> put yourself out of business because you're the executive producer. You are in the background. Okay, the 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 actors in the front, you know, the kids. <laughs> you have some executive producer in the background. And I, the only reason why did I say that, and I say that in candor, is because I want to make sure that men understand that fathers do matter. And regardless of what the media has to say, and yes, there's a transition that some of us are doing and walking into a better fatherhood and walking into a better understanding. Listen, there's no manual about this thing. And um, there have been times, I, I can just say as a father, where I did not have the answer. And there is... Um, there is a, a journey that you go through in that space because you're taught as a father that you're always supposed to have the answer. And then when you don't, like when my daughter wasn't eating, I was like, what is this? I have no idea. And that's when, fortunately, I had to turn to my spirituality like, here, God, you, <laughs> you got that one right there. I couldn't do that. And that was difficult as a man to release, to ask for help. I want to close up really quickly by just sharing and asking each one of you to share a space because this is not something that men normally talk about, about them seeking help, right? I want you to share, uh, Mr. Cotton, where in a, in a space in your life where you had no idea and you asked for help? Well, um, you know, that's every day, (laughs) Uh, especially, you know, with the woman in my life. I'm asking her to help me with something every day. I'm probably going to ask her to help me with something in a minute. But um, when when I was in prison, um, my access was cut off to my daughter's life in a way that I needed to be there. Um, I only had access to her ears, and my mother would bring her to come visit me. Um, as often as she could. Sometimes that was monthly, sometimes that was bi-monthly, and I've gone longer than that. Um, you know, of course, not to my own, not in my own control. Um, so I would ask people outside of that environment to assist. Like, look, 
my daughter's birthday coming up. This is what I want to do for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and with the woman that's in my life, my fiance, um, I would ask her advice because she has a great relationship okay. with her father, always have. So okay. I would ask from a daughter's perspective that had a great man in her life, like, what do you think about this? How, you know, how would this affect you if I came at it that way? And we would debate and sometimes disagree. Okay. Um, but I would work all that out before I made the approach with my daughter. Okay. So I, will, right. I, I, I have no problem with seeking advice from credible sources okay. um, before, before I deal with, um, you know, um, the, the person that is intended to outlive me. Mm-hmm. I'm investing in my child. I like the way you put that. I Absolutely. like that. I'm investing in my child. I'm investing into this. She's an adult now, and I'm still investing in her. I'm still waiting for her to retire me from, um, you know, being an active, <laughs> you know, being so active in her life. You right. know, that's our whole goal is to make our children not need anything from us anymore, but right. maybe a little bit of counsel every now and then. Right. Um, but I will go outside of my relationship with her so that I can bring to her the best the best aspects of being a father. Dr. Connor, just in, in 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 your manhood, right? There's a, there's been a space that maybe that you didn't know which way you were going to go, what you were going to do, whatever. Can you give us an example of just where you just reached out for help because you you just didn't know? Yeah. Um, throughout this this journey, especially post college, post graduate level courses and and, and teaching, uh, it really just came upon a midnight clear for me to just hang out in spaces where I know I could find that type of help. So I would surround myself with people who knew more than me and who had been where I was trying to go. Mm -hmm. Uh, That would be a former principal of mine, Mr. Herb Ivory, who uh, was one of the ones who came to visit me in the hospital during my high school years of battling cancer. He's still been a formidable father figure in my life. Uh, Mr. Jay Melton, who's an incredible businessman, who's got a great insight into the entrepreneurship world, but also the space and place of relationships and marriage as he's been married going on 42 years this year. Mm-hmm. So uh, in many cases, modeling myself after men who are committed to their commitment, who are a man of their word, uh, who do lead and succeed and walk in a place of integrity right. uh, helps me to look at all the, the, the specific aspects and the, and, and see the cataracts of my character. Okay. Come on. Where uh, they're able to actually character. look into me and see in me what I may not necessarily see in myself. He said cataracts of character. See what I'm saying? I told y'all. You <laughs> see what I'm saying? Like it's, 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 the blind spot. That was nice. That was nice. <laughs> I'm going to use that one. Yeah. Man, I like that one. It's, hey. it's part of being on the show, man. You, Elon B. King, bring out the king in every man. So. <laughs> that man said the cataracts of character. That one. I'm going to say on stage one day i'm telling y'all right now and i'm gonna sound so intelligent (laughs) (laughs) i'm looking forward to that one but hey gentlemen uh thank you so much uh just for coming on board uh, again and uh, of course they they're gonna be back in the future i'm gonna i'm gonna come back to detroit or do something when this pollen go away i'm gonna come back are you you gonna do a live (laughs) are you sure that's pollen it might not even be pollen man it's just it's (laughs) 
crazy though, man. I, but you know what? It um, it's it's been nice here. It's it not too hot, not too cold. I guess which I probably got about two, three more weeks of this warm weather. Then it's probably going to go back yeah, cold. You already know how it goes. <laughs> yeah. That's so know. crazy. It's already the middle of June, y'all. But uh, ball is here. Before that's, <laughs> that's sad to even say. Well, I don't know what's going. going on with this year, <laughs> but uh, we're going to get out of here. Thank you guys so much uh, for joining. And uh, just really quickly, Dr. Eddie Connor, where can they find you? Uh, tell them about the conference real quick. Yeah. The book, all that good stuff. Thank you for uh, the space and place to be able to share uh, with you, Brother King. And of course, my brother from another mother, uh, Brother Marvin, man. Um, Revolution not only be televised, it'll be digitized. Go to accessidentity.org. I want you to register. I want you to be a part of this amazing conference that we have taking place in the city of Detroit. We've already got registrants from over 12 states and four countries. Something's going on, Come on. and you need to be a part of it. Accessidentity.org. If you want to increase in the areas of ideas, impact, and influence, then I need you to go right now, and I'm going to give you the still of a deal. Put in the access code ACCESS at checkout, and uh, you get $50 off. And, of course, go to the website, uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, Audible, get my book, Who Can Find a Faithful Man. It's going to be empowering for you. And let me tell you something specifically to my singles. This is the type of due diligence that we need to be doing prior to making commitment and getting married. And so from a personal development perspective, I'm asking all genders to come out. This is the type of information that will give you an opportunity of growing yourself. I remember somebody told me a long time ago that your bank account moves in the same direction as your personal development does. Mm. And so it's not only just your finances, your relationships move in the direction that your personal development does. So this is the conference to be at to begin and develop that. Don't give me the COVID thing. It's over. Like y'all at concerts and everything. So (laughs) mask or not, come on out, right? Grow yourself, right? Uh, Mr. Cotton, can you uh, just tell people who you are, where you're from, your book, all that good stuff as we close out? Uh, Marvin Cotton Jr., you know, you can find my book on Amazon. It is an Amazon bestseller. You can find it on Barnes & Noble. Um, you can follow me on Facebook, Marvin Cotton Jr. You can follow me on Instagram, the underscore real underscore FMC. FMC come from prison free Marvin Cotton. So mm. I just stuck with it, the real FMC. Okay. Okay. Um, you can also follow my social uh, media sites for my business, Better Not Broken. Um, I'm not hard to find. Please check me out. Follow. Um, I always have something coming down the pipeline. So yeah. check me out and see what I got going on. Absolutely awesome. Two amazing gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining as well. And so we're going to continue to, man, listen, we like, we like a new edition. Like, we just, like, come together. We, like, they well, go well, do the well, old well, albums. New, ad- n- new edition or gently used edition. With a gently used edition. Make condition. <laughs> Only in Detroit, y'all. Ain't, ain't none of us Bobby Brown, though. We still got right, right, still in shape. Yeah, yeah, I'm, Bobby Bobby Brown, I'm the Ralph. The hallway. I'm like the Ralph T. You know what I'm saying? That's me. You know, that's... <laughs> We got Biff right here. <laughs> I don't know. Dr. I got a contract I need you to sign for in a second. <laughs> That's Ricky Bell over there. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you so much for joining the Understanding Man podcast. And so you can continue to, to like and share on all platforms at Elon B. King. And stay tuned. I don't even know who I'm going to have for my next guest, but it's going to be dope. But uh, thank you guys again. Thank you, gentlemen, for for joining. Peace.